0: 1 Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the Bible says here, uh, we've heard this verse before, many of us, it says, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. We get that, right? You, you can't think any way else. I mean, there's some there's some kids though that are thinking as adults. It's like, hey, you, you know, you're uh, you're not in a, you're not an adult yet, man. You gotta act your age. Uh, but when I became a man, this was a point in this person's life that when they became a man. Now. When you become something, when you, when, when you crossed over from A to B, at that crossing point, then you had to put everything else behind you. When I became a man, I put away the childish things. So, what the Bible's saying here is not, it's not talking about uh, children, children just uh, becoming a, a, an adult and then putting away everything that's childish. Yeah, that's the obvious. But what the Bible's saying here is when you become something, uh, that God wants you to become, or you're moving on in life, then it's time to now be who you are and become that person, become that position, and put away everything else. When I became, the Bible says, when I became, when I became um, a Christian when I became uh, a husband, when I became a wife, when I became an employee, when I became a boss, when, when I became this, I'm gonna put away everything else so that I can actively perform the position that I am in now, else I will be a person divided, else I will never be fruitful, I cannot live as two different people. I cannot be two different people. I can only be who I am. And when I become someone, and when God moves me, I need to actively be that person. Else, if I'm not here or there, then I'm nowhere. If I'm not a a child anymore, and I'm I'm not acting as a man, then what am I? I'm a double-minded person. And the Bible says that someone who's double-minded is unstable in all their ways. Not just one way, not some, but all their ways. Meaning everything you put your hand to uh, will not bear forth fruit. It's going to be something that's going to be off. It's going to be unstable. It's going to be imbalanced. Everything that you touch is going to bring forth stress and strife and problems. Uh, there's people who actively when they put their hand to something no matter how they do it or what direction they do it from it's just nothing but problems and strife when God promises uh, peace God doesn't promise a problem free world but he certainly promises through Christ a carefree world did you know that casting all your cares upon him for he careth for you I told uh, a, a Christian, they said, um, you know, if, if I can just get my finances uh, in order, I'll be all right. I said, well, how would you love to live carefree and never have to worry about money again? They said, that would, if, if that could happen, I would be free and I'll be able to just serve God freely. I said, you know what, that's the very first thing that God promises Casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Jesus said, in Matthew chapter 6, the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. Meaning it's not going to be problem-free, but it certainly could be carefree, as we learn to trust in the Lord's hand and guidance in our life. And when I became, the first thing I had to do was I had to put away. What I was, I had to put it away so that I can fulfill the shoes that I am currently in right now. Let's pray. Lord, help us all, I pray. Lord, I pray as we approach this new year, you would take our hearts, take our lives. Father, from the dust we came to the dust we go. Lord, what can dirt bring forth other than more dirt? Lord, but out of the dirt, you created man, something beautiful, something marvelous, something wonderful, fearfully and wonderfully made in your image. And Lord, if anyone digs in any of our lives, they will find dirt, they will find flaws and things wrong. But Lord, when you created man, you said it was good. And you still look at us like that, Lord. You see, Our potential, you see how wonderfully and fearfully you made each one of us. I pray, oh God, that we will commit ourselves to you in well-doing. Lord, let us commit our bodies, let us commit our souls, let us commit our minds, let us commit our hearts 100% hand them over to Almighty God tonight that you can have your will and way once and for all in our lives. Bless us now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says, When I became, when I became, you know, the Lord, he became sin for us. Now, he never lost his deity, the Lord Jesus Christ. God himself became flesh, the Bible says. Uh, But he was still 100% God, Amen? Uh, But he became 100% man. This is too marvelous in our eyes, too marvelous in our ears, the Bible says, to uh, be able to figure all out. It's past finding out, the Bible says. But we can get a grasp on it, believing who Jesus is. Jesus is almighty God in the flesh and nothing less. Amen? 100% God. And when he became sinful flesh for us, in the likeness of sinful flesh, he had to put away uh, the glories of heaven. He had to leave the splendors and joys of, of glory and come down so that he may be able to save us sinners. Amen? When Moses was in Egypt, he had to put away... The Bible says the pleasures of Egypt for that time and the pleasures of, of the sin for a season and the, the beauty and glory of, of living in uh, Pharaoh's uh, palace, he had to put it away uh, in order to be used by God and to see the salvation of God's hand uh, for the nation of Israel. Uh, Moses had to do that, and anyone who stands up for the Lord has to put away a uh, what they were before in order to stand right now. You cannot live a one foot in and one foot out. It's impossible. You have to make a decision, a choice tonight that you're going to put away everything from behind you, whether the good, whether it's bad. If it doesn't fit in the shoes that God is calling you to fulfill, you got to put it away. When I became a Christian, there's things when I got saved, I knew that I couldn't do anymore. If you walk on the wrong path, you will never end up right. Never. How can you? If I'm driving down the wrong road, I would never I never accidentally will end up right. It's not going to happen. People say, "Well, God God's just going to figure it out in my life." He He's telling you to turn around. He's putting all the warning signs out there. He's giving you his word, warning you early. It's up to you to follow. You have to make the conscious decision to turn around. If you drive on the wrong road or the wrong direction, you have to turn around. You will not end up right if you're starting out wrong. You will not end up right if you're going wrong. You're only going to end up right if you turn right and make the right decisions from here on out. But thank God, uh, if you start wrong, you can end up right by turning around, amen? God doesn't say, oh, you're done. You made a bad decision, you're, you're finished. God, that, God's not like that, amen? He'll take uh, whatever he could take out of us. If you have 0.0001% like a a bank interest uh, rate or something, whatever, now they do that. Uh, If if, if that's all you have left of your life to give God, God says, I'll take that for you. For God's uh, credit? No. Uh, For your good. Amen? God doesn't need you. He doesn't need uh, what we have. Because nothing we have belongs to us, really. Everything belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Everything on this earth is God's. But we get to be used by God. When I became a Christian, I had to put away to fulfill the shoes of being a Christian. How should Christians walk? How should Christians talk? How should Christians act? How should should Christians conduct themselves? God expects, if you're saved today, God expects from you, you don't need me to tell you, Though if you're saved today, the Holy Spirit of God is the one who is the candle. He lights your way inside of you, and he tells you, and he convicts your heart, and he pulls on your heart, and he tells you when you're off. You don't need my mouth uh, echoing in your brain. Y'all ought not to be doing that. I saw you smoking in the church parking lot. I know... I know what you're doing, you know. Uh, you don't need me. You have someone greater. You have the Holy Spirit. And I just made it, you know, uh, an example of that. We all have our own things. Like I said, if you want to dig, if you want to dig, listen, if you want to dig in my life, guess what you're going to find? You're going to find some dirt. Why? Because I'm made from dirt. It's true. It's true. You ought to be a pastor then. I know. By the mercy of God, I am what I am. Yeah. Amen? That's it. You say, well, what are you doing now? Currently, I am striving with all my heart to serve Almighty God. Amen? Yeah. I'm thankful, though, for God's mercy, for his forgiveness, for his love, for his restoration. Amen? Psalms 23, he restores my soul. That means we got in a bad accident. It was our fault, but he restores us. Praise God, he never gives up on us. But if if you're one of those who like to dig in other people's lives for dirt, being a busybody, you're going to find dirt. But God says, don't dig for dirt. Dig for the jewels. Amen? There's not many people who dig for gems. We all like digging for, let me see what they're doing on Facebook. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Everybody likes digging for dirt. And then pointing the finger. Right? We all like to hear that. But who's digging for the gems? Jesus. Who's digging for the beauty? The Holy Spirit of God. And he's doing it in you. And when he finds something, he's going to say to you, listen, this is what you have. This is your worth. This is your value. This is your potential. Would you allow me to help refine you and help bring this out. If you make that decision, then he's going to take you to the next step and say, "Okay, this is what you're going to do. You need to stop this. You need to do this. And then little by little, he's going to lead you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though you even walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil, for thou art with me, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. That's our Lord. He leads us in the paths of righteousness. The right paths, not the wrong paths, the right paths. To be led by God, he's going to lead you. As a Christian today, you have to allow the Lord to lead you. You don't need me, you need God. God may use me in your life. I pray he does. God will use people in your life. In your life, uh, But certainly you've got to allow the Holy Spirit of God in you and his word that you set your eyes on and the preaching of the word that you set your ears on, amen, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, amen, and you go forth and you plow for the Lord. When I became a Christian, when I became a Christian, I put away the things that were before me. When the Lord became sinful flesh, it took sacrifice. He sacrificed Himself. You know, uh, if you're married today, it's going to take a lot of sacrifice. If you're a Christian, it's going to take sacrifice. To be in the shoes, when I was a child, I didn't have to sacrifice anything. It was. When am I going to get pizza? When am I going to get ice cream? When am I going to get my birthday? When am I going to get Christmas? It was those things. But when I became a man, it's a lot of sacrifice. For me to assume those shoes as being head of household, for me to assume those shoes, I had to give up the once. Sometimes I get to do things I want to do. Amen. As the kids are getting older now, uh, I'm, I'm getting to do more things that I would like to do. But at first, it was a lot of sacrifice. Found myself working, 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 and, and serving, serving, serving. And uh, me and Jesse together, it was sacrifice, but also to sacrifice for my spouse. It takes sacrifice. To assume those shoes, you have to sacrifice. To assume the shoes of the Savior, He had to sacrifice for us. If you're married today, it's a life of sacrifice. Philippians, the Bible says, Uh, let this mind be in you. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. That doesn't mean you're looking at uh, somebody else's car. I want that car. No. It, it, It means, how can I help them be a better Christian? How can I help my spouse be a better spouse? How can I help my wife be a better wife? How can I help my kids be better kids? You look at them in their shoes and how they are and who they are, and you help them be better at what they're doing now. You're no longer going to think about yourself. You have now put new shoes on, and you're forgetting your life, and you're casting it aside, and now you're going to set your eyes on other people for their good and for the glory of God. When I became a man, I put away. When I became a Christian, I put away. You know, the Lord, He put away heaven so that He can come to earth. Amen? And it took sacrifice. It took sacrifice. It takes sacrifice. Uh, your shoes, if you cannot live in two different shoes, whoever you are today, it's gonna take sacrifice. It's going to take commitment. It's going to take power from God. You can't do it alone. It's going to take the hand of God upon you. You can't go alone. But by the grace of God, you will become who he's calling you to be. When I became I put away. There's some people who some Christians believe that they can have one foot in the world and one foot out. Can't do it. There are some Christians who believe that if they start it wrong, they're going to give up. That's not true either. If you start wrong, you can turn around. You can give it over to God and he can fix the mess that you're in and you can end right. But if you don't start right, you're not going to end right. But you can start right at any time, amen, while you still have time. The Bible says in verse 12, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. That's that love, the love of God for us to others. And thank God for his love tonight. Without the love of God, what would be the purpose at all of doing anything to help anyone? As Christ loves me, I'm going to love others. The Bible even says to marriage, husbands, love your wife, even as Christ loved the church, a comparison. Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. It helps parents, it gives guidance for parents even to help with their children. Any shoes that you are fulfilling today, you cannot serve God and man. You must cast aside your previous life and assume the responsibilities that have come with your position today. And allow the Lord to get the glory out of it. He will provide everything you need. He will provide the means. You know, you don't need resources when you have God. Did you know that? You need faith. Faith, uh, believing that God will provide. You don't need strength when you've learned to tap into God's strength acknowledging that you don't have the strength, then you'll be able to get the strength that God wants to give you. You don't need a name. You only need the name of Jesus. Amen? Power in the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I would like for everybody at this time to get your piece of paper. Now, I've done this before. I found this, and I know a couple of you have loved it. You loved it. I want you to write to the Lord something beautiful. Now, here's the thing. Don't write it word for word. What we've done before, everybody know, uh, remember this? You only write the first letter of the word because we have busybodies in this church, and they're going to be peeking at you. They're going to be trying to read your paper. So what you do is, all you do is write the first letter of every word you are writing to God. You, you say, what, what do you mean? If, if I want to say, Lord, forgive me for my sin, you always would you write L for Lord, F, so L, F, Lord, forgive me, L, F, M, Lord, forgive me for L F M F. And you just write like that. You write the first letter of every word. So all your word's going to say is tons of letters. Amen? And you're going to write whatever you need to write to the Lord. And we're going to collect them. So I want everybody to start writing. I want you to come clean to the Lord tonight. I want you to acknowledge the shoes that God is calling you in now. Lord, help me to be who you're calling me to be. I need to put away. I need to move forward. You have but one life. And time is running out. Every time we get involved with sin, sin puts your life on pause. And time just passes you by. It's as if your life just gets wasted away every time we hand ourselves over to sin. Who are you that God has fearfully and wonderfully made? Who is this special person in the pew tonight that God is trying to point the finger at? Not the dirt, but the beauty that he wants to bring out in your life. You might not see it. We're only used to seeing dirt. Why? From dirt we came, to dirt we go. But God knows who he made out of the dust of the ground. You'll hear me tell some of you, I'll say, you know, you don't even know who you are. We have such amazing people in this church, everybody, such talent, wisdom, strength. We have some characters here as well, which we need. We have everybody needed. form one of the greatest nations right here in this room. But God has to be the one that brings it out. I want you to write that out. Come clean to the Lord. Lord, I've been sinning. I've been struggling. Does anybody need a pen? Anybody else need a pen? God's going to honor this. Come clean to the Lord. This is what Hezekiah did before the Lord. And he spread them out. And the Lord heard his prayer and answered it. And that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to spread these out on the altar. Nobody's going to know what they say. You can confess to a murder. You can, Whatever it is in there, only God knows. That's not far-fetched either. I have good good friends that have told me some crazy things in their life that they have done. But you know what? God has forgiven them. And if God forgives you, who is he that condemneth you? I became, I put away. Lord, help me to put away these things. Lord, forgive me for this. Lord, help me to put away now. Help me to put away. I've been wasting too much time doing this. I've been wasting my life on that. Help me to put these things away. These have not helped me be the person you're calling me to be. This has been detrimental to my life. It's not the right direction, it's not gonna end up right. Especially us men, we know how we are. We don't like to ask for directions. I'll turn, Jesse will say, Where are you going? I say, This is a shortcut. So, you got to turn around because it's the opposite way. Lord, help me to put this away. And then last, maybe God has shown you presently the shoes that you need to be fulfilling right now. Lord, help me to be who you're calling me to be, who you want me to be. I don't know how, by with what strength, by with what means, but by your grace, I'm going to do it. If we're all done, we're going to come up and we're going to put these on the altar. Spread them out. Let's spread them out. Amen, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray over these right now. As Jesse, plays, would you bow your head with me as I pray? Lord in heaven, I ask you to come to you, Lord, approaching your throne, the throne of grace, the throne of mercy. Find help in our time of need. Lord we can come boldly to the throne not by our righteousness but by the blood of Jesus Christ our Lord who have saved us and called us Lord out of this world to be a bride fit to be called of the Lord Jesus Christ unspotted preserved pure blameless unto the coming of the Lord I pray O Lord as we think of those words we are none of them how can we who a people who are already sinners, blind and wretched, be someone beautiful like that? But Lord, you said we are by the blood of Christ. You have already said and called us your bride. Lord, thank you for receiving us already. We're sorry that we're not a better bride. We're sorry that we've fallen short and we always will fall short. Lord, we come to you now with our requests, asking for help and guidance. Lord, you want us to do uh, things for you. You want us to serve you. You want us to be a light in this world, a testimony. Lord, you've called us to put away the world and to walk in newness of life. Lord, we need your help. And we're asking you tonight for special grace upon everybody in this room. Lord, give us that grace to live for you, the grace that brought us salvation that has appeared to all men. Lord, let it teach us how to live godly in this wicked world. As Brother Paul in the Bible received an abundant measure of grace, Lord, to do what he did for you. Lord, may Gospel A Baptist Church receive an abundant measure of grace over our sin, Lord, over ourselves, over this world, over the devil, and I pray, Lord, that you'll give us the grace to do great things in your name. I pray for every quest up here, Lord, whatever we're struggling with, whatever is bringing us down. Lord, maybe we're just attached to vain things and uh, things that are bad habits or whatever it may be that is hurting us moving forward. I plead the blood of Christ, Lord, and I ask uh, that you'll rebuke that, Lord, our lusts and temptations and uh, our laziness, our shortcomings, I rebuke it, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would give us grace and strength to move forward and be who we're not, Lord, but be someone for you. Lord, I pray you bless us this new year in 2023. Make it a great year for this church, for every family in this church, for every person in this church, for every child in this church. And may Christ receive all the honor and glory out of this wonderful place that you have called us in and out of our lives. We ask and pray these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 I hope and pray we have a wonderful 2023. Amen. And I believe we will. We, uh, we have a special place here. Wonderful people that God has brought here. And you know, he didn't bring us here just to eat the wonderful food that we have downstairs and the cakes and all, and all that. Because he's given us a lot. And to whom much is given, much shall be required. And how many want to be used by God? And because he's given to us a lot, He's going to use us a lot. Amen? Keep your hearts on fire for the Lord. Keep them tender. One thing I always tell myself, I don't have to prove anything. I get to live for the Lord now. Be yourself. You say, well, I don't like myself. God will change that. Be who you are and let God make the difference in you. That way you can be real and let him change you one step at a time. Whatever you're struggling with, if he doesn't give you the grace to conquer it, you're not going to get the grace. You can't do it on your own. We live by grace. But let me say this, God will give you the grace to do it. He will. He promises. Whatever you need in your life, let God be your provider. Some of us, we doubt. and. Uh, We have trouble moving forward. But if you look, your life hasn't worked out before. Do something crazy for God. Go out on a limb to show God once and for all that you mean business. And watch how God works. And may God get the glory out of your life. Amen. Have a great 2023, and um, if you're going to spend time with family, make sure you're a light, make sure you're a testimony, make sure you're a witness, amen, and lead people to Christ. That's our goal. That's our job, amen, Amen? and let the Lord use you in a great way. I'm going to close this in prayer, get us on our way. Lord, in heaven, we thank you for being good to us. We thank you for your word. I pray you bless this new year's. Thank you, Lord, that we can spend uh, this Wednesday night together. We thank you for this church. Lord, I pray you put protection over all of us, Lord, our lives. Purify our minds, Lord. Renew our minds. Lord, going through this world, we pick up a lot of garbage. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you would give us sober minds, minds of wisdom, minds of strength. Lord, I pray that you would renew our spirit. Lord, we get... uh, a rushing spirit, we get a uh, angry spirit, we get a bitter spirit, uh, we get a cruel spirit, not a kind spirit, not a loving spirit, not a joyful spirit, one that represents you, the spirit within us. Renew our spirit, Lord. Lord, renew our heart. Lord, we get stagnant. We, we don't have a love to read your word anymore. We don't have a love to come to church. We just come Lord, renew that fire in our heart and help us again, Lord, to do everything we're doing for you, to do it from our heart. Lord, renew us and make us a vessel fit to be called of Christ. We ask and pray these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great 2023. And I will see you... On the 1st at church, January 1st, Sunday, 2023. Amen.